the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bible we hold in our hand is the Word of God. So if you want Jesus who is wisdom, you must receive Him in the Word of God that is your Bible. That first Christmas, Jesus came to His own people and they did not receive Him. You know, the same things happening in our time. There are people who are rejecting Christ because they will not receive their Bible correctly. Welcome to Reaching Your Heart. Here at Reaching Your Heart, we believe that God answers prayer. If you need prayer, you can call at any time, 24-7-888-244-HOPE. That's 888-244-4673. Someone is standing by right now to take your phone call. Here now is Pastor Michael Oxentenko with the conclusion to The Christmas King is Coming Again. It is today's Reaching Your Heart. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by a son to whom he has made the heir of all things, through whom he made the world. I mean, the wisdom of God that created this planet, that formed it, that put it into the mix, friend, is the wisdom of God that put this Bible in your hand through the prophets and the wisdom of God that put Jesus on earth to speak the word of God that became the New Testament of our Bible. And that canon formed in the 16th century to become the Bible for the last days. In the Reformation, when they translated the scriptures, they expunged those books that had no right to be there. And the Bible canon formed as the great tree of life for the last days. And we need to cling to our Bible. And so in the Gospel of John, wisdom comes to the cross. The Word of God comes to the cross. And Pilate says of him, behold your king. God's Word must be king in our lives. And the one who came to save us goes away to save us. He goes to the outside hill, to the summit of the Mount of Olives, near the altar of the red heifer, the Adam heifer, the place that the ancient Jewish people believed Adam's skull had been buried because it most likely was. And there Christ died for the sins of the world, looking straight down at the eastern wall to the veil of the temple. The veil was rent as he died. He was rent, and thus the veil in him are one truth. He goes to the lonely cross because the wisdom of God is a tree of life. And on that tree, Jesus dies for you and me. You know, friend, God forbid that we should glory in anything except the cross of Christ. Because on that cross, we see God's wisdom, the tree of life. The Christmas king came to die on a tree to give us life because wisdom is the tree of life. How do you find Jesus? who is the wisdom of God in your daily life. Let's get real practical here. How do you find him? Well, friend, you won't find him in yourself. You won't find him in your best efforts to impress God. Service has its place. It's a loving faith response to God. But it's not a means whereby you earn favor with God. You won't find him in your self-made ideas, your philosophy, or your theology. You know, we have so many philosopher kings going around these days who think that they can come up with a theology or philosophy that will take the place of the Bible in your life. Nope, won't work. You will find him, Christ, when you come to the tree of life, the cross. And when you embrace the cross and all that it teaches as your wisdom, 
as your right to know God, your right to be accepted by God, as you submit to that cross by humbling yourself and confessing your need for a Savior, you will have the wisdom of God. You will be saved. In fact, at that moment and for eternity, if you cling to the cross, the best way to find Jesus, friend, let's take it out again. You know, we turn the leaves. Hold your Bible up. Would you take it out? Come on, raise it up. It's in your Bible. I mean, I'm going to tell you right now, as long as I'm in this pulpit, I'm going to be preaching Bible teaching here, okay? I'm not going to slip into this other stuff. I'm about the Word of God and the prophecies and the Gospels. And I'm not going to pick and choose what's important. This entire Bible is the precious Word of Christ for me. And we all need it. I need it. You need it. The Bible is the living Word of God. God guided the prophets in both their thoughts and in their writings. Some people say, well, you didn't, you know, the words of the Bible, you didn't have anything to do with that. Well, my favorite Bible-inspired writer that I just referred to has a profound statement at the beginning of the book, The Great Controversy. She says, God guided the prophets in their thoughts and in their writing. That means the words of God are directed. We ever had thoughts without words? How profound are they? You ever had thoughts without words? You know, some theologians going around saying, well, you know, thought inspiration, but the words don't matter. Well, you know, I'll tell you who thinks that way. My dog and cat think that way. Right? I mean, it's thoughts without words. That's not very good, is it? Take the gift of tongues, the original gift in the apostolic church, which was the gift of languages. We know this in Acts 2, that every man heard his own dialect what the Lord was doing. Now, we know the gift of tongues is not the highest gift. It's way down on the list. What goes through the power of the Holy Spirit in the human brain to make that happen? The power of the Holy Spirit has to go into the brain, the centers of the brain, the Brokaw and Warwinkles areas, which have to do with speech, and has to take one language and create another so it comes out the mouth the right way. How powerful a gift is that? And how much does it interact with the words of the person who in the apostolic age, who grew up speaking Aramaic, could speak the dialect, of Roman, Latin, or whatever, so that people could hear the truth. It's stunning what happened to the gift of tongues. And yet these same philosopher kings will tell us that somehow in the gift of inspiration through the prophets, that that dynamic power is not in the Word of God. No, uh uh-uh. God guided the prophets in their thoughts and in their writing. We hold in our hand Jesus' words, not human words only. Christ The utterances of the man became the word of God because the divine mind was diffused into the prophets. And together Christ is speaking to us. He guided them in their thoughts and writing. The Bible we hold in our hand is the word of God. So if you want Jesus who is wisdom, you must receive him in the word of God that is your Bible. That first Christmas, Jesus came to his own people, and they did not receive him. You know, the same thing's happening in our time. There are people who are rejecting Christ because they will not receive their Bible correctly. Why? Because they think they're smarter than the Bible. We are not. John 1.11. He came to his own home, and his own people received him not. This Christmas, I don't want to be in the group that doesn't receive Jesus. Are you with me? I want to be in the group that says, Yes, Lord Jesus. I receive you as my Savior and King, the Christmas King. You know, one of my favorite Christmas songs is Away in a Manger. I don't do it like anybody else does. My wife says, honey, you play wrong. I have a guitar, and I'm going to play it for you one of these days. Maybe before Christmas. Can I try it? 
You'll have to bear with me. I don't do special musics, but I'd like to. I was fiddling with the sound system here a few weeks ago. But we're going to do it the right way this Christmas. We're going to break into the sermon here. But you know what I like about this song? It's more about being away from Christ and finding him and coming near. It's about being away and coming near more so than a manger. Because the song is about receiving Jesus who is far away in the hay and finding your way to live with him forever. It's about the Christ that was not easily received and the Christ who needs to be invited home to say, away in a manger, no crib for a bed, the little Lord Jesus laid down his sweet head. The stars in the sky looked down where he lay, the little Lord Jesus asleep in the hay. The cattle are lowing, the baby awakes, but the little Lord Jesus, no crying he makes. I'm not sure I agree with that line. I think he cried a little bit. I think he did a wah like my children did. You know, wah, it helps to develop the lungs so you can be a good preacher. I love thee, Lord Jesus. Look down from the sky and stay by my cradle till morning is nigh. We are the real children. Be near me, Lord Jesus. I ask thee to stay close by me forever and love me, I pray. Bless all the dear children in thy tender care and take us to heaven to live with thee there. You know, this song captures so much, doesn't it? It talks of the Christ who came as the little Lord Jesus, the Christmas King. And it talks about Jesus coming again to take us to heaven, to live with him there. I want to go to heaven. I want to go to heaven. You know, at Christmas time, I know he was born in the fall. How many of you know he's born in the middle of the fall of September, October? I can prove it from the Gospel of Luke that Jesus was not born at Christmas. But you know what I'm going to do every Christmas? I'm going to celebrate it anyway. Get up there to heaven. Get the tree of life out. You know it's out all the time. And we're going to put lots of ornaments on the tree of life. Would that be okay? That's what I want to do. Yeah, I think the Lord will let me do at least one year in eternity. Friend, Jesus came to his own people and they did not receive him. They still don't in many places. Christ comes today to the people too busy to receive him. He comes to the people too smart to receive him. He comes to the people too rich to receive Him, and He comes to those who will, and they do receive Him. And that is the group I want to be in this Christmas. I want to receive Him. I don't want to say, well, you know, come on my terms. No, I want His Word. I want Him. I want to live forever. John 1, 12, But to all who received Him, who believed in His name, He gave power to become the children of God. The Greek is authority. When God makes you a child of God in Christ, you have authority to say, I am a child of God. Look what it says next. Who were born not of the blood, nor of the will of flesh, nor the will of man, but of God. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, full of grace and truth. And then he says this amazing statement. We have beheld His glory. Glory as of the only Son from the Father. Behold the man. Behold your King. Behold the glory of the only Son from the Father. You cannot get through the Gospel of John without beholding Jesus. What does it mean to receive Him? Practical question. John spells it out quite plainly in these verses. Let's just focus on three vital elements. Number one, those who receive Him believe in His name. In the Bible, God's name and God's law are the same thing. Many Christians don't realize that. In the Lord's Prayer, when Jesus said, Hallowed be Thy name, Thy kingdom come, Thy will be done. He's saying this, may the authority of God come into my life because I hallow God's name. Psalms 119.55, a scripture clearly shows us the relationship of God's name and God's law. It says, I remember thy name in the night, O Lord. And what does that mean? He says, I keep thy law. God's name, God's law, same thing. When God gave the law at Sinai, he was spelling out his name for you. 
I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt. You shall have no other gods before me. The ten decisive statements with the Lord God at the front side is his name. God's name is his law, his moral law. God's moral will, his law, who God is, is the same thing, his character. We worship a God who is morally perfect and beautiful, and his moral nature, his name, is his character, and he's good. One of my favorite writers says, God is love, at the beginning of the book, Patriarchs and Prophets. She writes, his law, his nature is love. It has ever been and ever will be. Who God is, his name, is who he is, his law. You are listening to Reaching Your Heart. More with Pastor Michael Oxentenko in just a moment. A reminder, we are a listener-funded ministry. We do appreciate your support. If you can help us out with a financial contribution, here's the phone number, 888-244-HOPE. That's 888-244-4673. You can also find us on the web at reachingyourheart.com. Here he is, Pastor Mike, once again. And you know, when Christ died on the cross, God signed the everlasting covenant with his name, because the Bible says God's name is in the Son of God in John 17. Christ possesses the law within him. Jesus came to reveal the goodness of God. He came to show us the justice and mercy of God in perfect union. I don't even know what good is unless I look at Jesus. I get these rotten ideas from looking around me. But when I look at Christ, I know what good is. I ask you the question this morning, do you like God? Do you look at Christ? Do you spend time feeding his word and learn who he is? Or do you play religion to get along? In the Gospel of John, Philip said, show us the Father, and that will be good enough for us. Turn to John 14, 9. Jesus said to him, speaking to Philip, Philip, have I been with you so long, and yet you do not know me? He who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Now look, if God's name is God's law, and God's nature is character as His law, That means that when you look in the faith of Christ, you see the living expression of the moral goodness of the law of God, the everlasting covenant of His name and character in human form in Jesus. Show us the Father. Look at verse 10. Do you believe that I am in the Father, He says, and the Father is in me? The words that I speak to you, I do not speak of my own authority, but the Father who dwells in me does his works. There is an organic connection between God the Father and Jesus Christ, and you cannot separate the law, the love that is in them. They are one. Jesus' life was God's life in human form, and Jesus' words were God's words on human lips. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one. Christ the Father resides. And the power that was in Christ was the power of God in him for life to save us You know, so this notion you can be saved because you do the right things and you do this and that and so on is not correct. We are saved because we have the Son of God. Life is in the Son. If you have the Son, you have life. If you do not have the Son, you do not have life. And so the vital reason for religion is to know Jesus. And we receive his words when we receive him. And we receive him when we receive his words. We receive the little Lord Jesus by believing in his name and obeying his word by faith. And what does the name Jesus mean? I'd like to dwell on that here. The angels told us twice at Christmas. One was clear. The other was real clear. The first to Mary and then to Joseph. Luke 1.31 is to Mary. Gabriel here speaking to Mary. And behold. You ever notice in the Bible when it talks about Jesus often it says Behold. 
Because in the Old Testament, it always introduces the pre-existing Christ this way. Behold, a ram caught in the thicket. You know the ram that was right there? Behold, my servant shall prosper, the book of Isaiah says. He should be high and lifted up. And then he's like a lamb that goes to the slaughter. The book of Daniel, chapter 8, verse 15, the mare is the equivalent of the word behold, but it actually uses the word hine, behold. Behold, a man, gaver, a mighty man, standing before me. And that was the preexistent Christ. And not always is this the case, but when Christ appears, behold, like in Daniel 10, 5, a man clothed in linen. And that is the preexistent Christ. And so, behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son. Gabriel is in tune with the ancient prophets here. And you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great. He will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And his kingdom of it there will be no end. The name of Jesus somehow absorbs all the greatness and goodness of God right into him. In the center of all that is God, Jesus came to us as the Christmas King. John says that he came from the bosom of the Father. And John himself was the one who rested on Jesus' bosom. Think about it. At the center of all that is God, the bosom of the Father, Christ came to us. And John laid on Jesus' bosom in the Gospel of John. So the Gospel of John is the clearest picture of Jesus we have in the Bible. That's what he's trying to say. It's most likely that we're certain of. It's the last book written in chronological order in the New Testament, after the book of Revelation. The angel said of Jesus that he will be great, the Son of the Most High, the Lord God. Do you look at Jesus that way in your life? Do you see him as someone who's great? I mean, Christ is great? Awesome. Who said awesome? Thank you. Amen to that. Awesome. The great Son of God. The angel appeared to Joseph and made it a little clearer what this name Jesus means. Matthew 1, 20. Here's Joseph. But as he considered this, that's the scandal of Jesus' birth, how he's going to live it down or get out of it. Behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son... And you will call his name Jesus. Now here's the reason. For he will save his people from their sins. You know, when you call on the name of Jesus, you're calling on the name of the one who will save you from your sins. You know, you need to be separated from your sins. Christ takes them from us and he bears their consequences so we do not have to live in them and be controlled by them and be condemned by them. To Mary, the angel said, he will be great. Joseph, the angel, said that he will save his people from their sins. That's what makes him great. That is why heaven named him Jesus. And we must do the same this Christmas as we believe in his name. To all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave authority to become the children of God. Number one, those who receive the Christmas king believe in his name. Number two, those who receive the Christmas king are born of God. You know, we're all born naturally in this world, but we need to be reborn to get to the next one. To be born of God means we have Jesus, we have the Holy Spirit, and something happens on the inside of us in which we are born again. It's an experience, but it's based on what Jesus has done. In that born-again experience, we come to know God in Jesus. 
This idea of philosophically knowing God is not the new birth. We come to love God in Jesus, not just know Him. We receive the Christmas King who was born in a manger, and we believe in His name. In other words, we don't feel funny about using the name of Jesus. We are grateful we can use the name, the great name of Jesus. And we believe in His name, and thus we are born again because we become Jesus' people. Christ came as the outcast king, and this Christmas we must receive him as the Christmas king. Anything less than that does not fly, friend. And when we receive him, we receive the Holy Spirit because he has a gift for us at Christmas. It's the gift of the Holy Spirit. But you don't get it without Jesus. Romans eight fourteen, For all who are led by the Spirit of God are the sons of God. Friend, if you don't believe in Jesus' name, you are not born of God. You just aren't. And we get philosophical, forget it. The Son of God is what we need to be born of God. That's why He came. If you're born of God, you receive Jesus. The New Testament says this so many times. And when you receive Jesus, you receive the Spirit of Jesus. Every day, you get on your knees and you ask for a little bit more of Jesus in your life, which means you get a little bit more of the Holy Spirit and you spend time in that Bible so you can feed on His words and be healed. The wisdom of God. You have Christ through the Bible. Number one. Those who receive the Christmas King believe in His name. Number two, we just saw it here. Those who receive the Christmas King are born of God. Number three, those who receive the Christmas King behold His glory. In the Gospel of John, the glory of Jesus is the cross of Christ. The glory He had with the Father is the glory we see on the cross, the love connection to the Father in which they were one before the foundation of the world in John 17 that is revealed to us, comes to us in clarity on the cross. Think about it. The glory that made them one at the cross, we see them broken and separated. The glory. Broken and separated because they are one to save you and me. That is the glory. No clearer picture of God's law, of His character, of His covenant than at the cross of Christ. The signs in the Gospel of John are given to manifest that glory so we can see it. God spoke His law at Sinai. The law died for us in human form at the cross because the glory is in Jesus. Pilate said, Behold the man. Behold your king as he sent him to the cross. And we behold his glory as the only son from the Father when we look to the gift, the Christmas ornament, hanging on the cross. Christmas is not about getting only. We want the gift. Christmas is primarily about giving the gift of the Christmas King who is coming again. Those who receive Him, He receives right now. Those who receive Him, He receives today. And He will receive us on the last day. Turn to John 14, 1-3. You know, we're living in hard times. I don't know about you. I was just watching the news. Who knows what's going to happen to our country six months from now? We're in a church. We could lose this church because end-time events could hit us. Are you with me? We don't have time to fool around. We must be in our Bibles. Every member here must learn how to share their faith and have Bible studies with others so that they can be an evangelistic force for good. And whatever you have in your life or you've pulled back from God, you need to come into God and surrender it so you can be 100% for Jesus. And friend... Our church must be this way. We have no place for divisions in this place. We must be together for the salvation of men and women because time is running out. And those men and women are right here too. Our children, us, and others, right? Mobilized for the salvation of men and women. So we're living in troubled times. This verse applies. John 14, 1, Jesus is speaking. Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God, believe also in me. 
In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you that I'm going to prepare a place for you. And when I go and prepare a place for you, here's the promise. I will come again and will take you to myself, receive you unto myself. Another translation says, that where I am. There's another I am statement. I am, like the great I am God. That where I am, you may be also. He's with the Father. We will be with the Father. The great I am will receive us. Friend, wisdom is a tree of life. And Jesus died on a tree for you and me. That's the best Christmas tree. And Jesus is the gift of life. And the ornament hanging on that tree is Him. Behold the glory of the tree. The cross is our tree of life. The Bible is a tree of life that points to the master workman, the carpenter king at the very center of the Bible. Friend, Jesus came to die to show us the glory. And Jesus is coming again to receive us into glory. Honor Jesus Christ this Christmas. Do you hear me? Honor him as the Christmas king. Don't play around with your religious experience. Because he's coming again for you and your family. If you do this, we're talking about things that will get you into heaven. And make a special place in your home this Christmas and in your heart for his tree of life. And the gift of life in his word this Christmas. Honor the Christmas King. Dear Father, we don't have time to fool around, really, and be foolish. Grant us the wisdom of God, the living Christ, a real interaction with the Bible for saving others and knowing you. And may these be the things that define us. May these be the things that you recognize in us. And Lord, we believe in your name. We choose by the power of the Spirit to surrender Jesus, be born again. But Father, we want to behold the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening today to Reaching Your Heart with Pastor Michael Oxentenko. We are a listener-supported ministry and would love for you to partner with us as we continue to present Christ-centered biblical truths of Scripture in practical and relevant ways. Call us right now at 888-244-HOPE. That's 888-244-4673. Visit the website reachingyourheart.com to find out more about this ministry, Reaching Your Heart, and Pastor Michael Oxentenko. That's Reaching Your Heart yourheart.com 888-244-HOPE that's 888-244-4673 you can donate right there on the website reaching yourheart.com 888-244-HOPE thanks for listening and as always we do pray that God is reaching your heart three-star general Michael J. Flynn head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency knew all the government's dirty secrets he was one of the most respected generals in the military Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to he understood its funding he ordered the first audit of the use of contractors this set off alarm bells the explosive new documentary Flynn deliver the truth whatever the cost and covers the facts behind this scandal Flynn told the truth he was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.